With the upcoming campaign season of the next United States presidential election cycle about to start up, we see a controversial figure coming back into the limelight, Donald Trump. Trump is now under more than 30 indictments in New York related to business fraud stemming from an investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. These are state of New York charges that have not been elevated to federal charges yet. But that isn't the point of this video. Since I've been doing this ministry online, I've seen a theory floating around that Donald Trump is the Antichrist. There's even a Twitter account dedicated to this very notion, and to be honest, was actually the inspiration for this video. But, is Trump the Antichrist? Let's talk about what the Antichrist even is first. The individual has gone by many names in scripture. For whatever reason, Christians stuck with the quote-unquote Antichrist as a way to refer to this man. He is referred to as the man of lawlessness in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the little horn in Daniel chapter 7 verse 8, and false Christ in Matthew chapter 24 verse 24, and Mark chapter 13 verse 22. Where we get the term Antichrist from is one of the Apostle John's epistles in 1 John chapter 2 verse 18. John states, Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that this is the last hour. And then that title just stuck. But what does Antichrist even mean? In this sense, the word anti means in place of or opposed to. Christ means anointed one. So, one could think of it as one who comes in place of the anointed one to oppose him. As I detailed in Israel the Messiah video, I lay out a scriptural defense that Jesus, or Yeshua in the Hebrew, is the promised Jewish Messiah. So this is somebody who comes in place of Yeshua. It has been theorized that only God knows when this will take place, and so Satan always has a man waiting in the wings to rise to the occasion. Hitler was very much seen as a possible candidate, but he was defeated and died. The world then continued on, so it couldn't have been Hitler. So, who could it be? This is where the speculation about Donald Trump being the Antichrist has come into play. The only thing that comes to mind that raised any kind of suspicion with me was the brokering of the Abraham Accords. This brokered peace and cooperation with nations that were before rather hostile to Israel. These nations would be Bahrain, Morocco, the United Arab Emirates, and the Sudan, according to the United States Department of State website. These were brokered largely by Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. But let's take a step back. How do we know who this person will be? It's all guesswork until we figure that out, right? We're told in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, this individual confirms a strong covenant with many for a period of seven years. Watch Israel Harbingers of the seven-year peace treaty for a more detailed description of what that means. It doesn't say he brokers the deal, only that he confirms it. The Hebrew word for confirm is gabar and also means to strengthen. It appears whoever this person ultimately is will strengthen a pre-existing quote-unquote covenant. The Hebrew word for covenant is berit and can also mean treaty or association. What do we often broker in the modern world between nations? Peace treaties. Israel is also constantly at odds with her neighbors. The Abraham Accords were a historic treaty between Israel and many other countries. The strong covenant in Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 is with quote-unquote many for one week. 
In context of Leviticus chapter 25, verse 8, a biblical week is a period of seven years. So this strong covenant this person is going to confirm is a treaty with many for seven years. It is with the confirmation of this treaty that he will be revealed to the world. But is that all we're waiting for? And the answer to that is no. There is something else that must happen first. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we're told about a person called the man of lawlessness, which is also this antichrist person that we're talking about. It's the same person spoken of in Daniel chapter 9 verse 27, and is also spoken of by Jesus in Matthew chapter 24 verses 15 and 16. In short, the Thessalonian church was suffering severe persecution, and false teachers told them they were suffering because the day of the Lord had already begun. Christians also nicknamed this day the Tribulation and is the events of Revelation chapters 6 through 19. The Apostle Paul countered this notion by saying the day could not yet be revealed until this quote-unquote man of lawlessness was revealed in verse 3. He would then sit in the Holy of Holies in a newly rebuilt Jewish temple and declare himself to be God in verse 4. However, that can't even happen until a restrainer is removed. See also verse 7. The restrainer is given a male pronoun of he. Who is this restrainer? This is hotly debated. However, I believe it cannot be who some say it is. Some say it is Michael the archangel, since in the Old Testament, he was a fighter and protector of Israel. However, in Jude, verse 7, we're told Michael the archangel did not, quote-unquote, presume to bring a blasphemous judgment against Satan, but appealed to the Lord's authority to rebuke him. Michael could not withstand Satan over the body of Moses, much less the revealing of the one who comes in place of Messiah. It would stand to reason if the only one who could rebuke Satan in that instance is certainly the only one who can hold Satan back from carrying out his plan to take over the world. See also Revelation chapter 13 verses 7 and 8. That would be God himself in the person of the Holy Spirit indwelling the church. See also Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 and 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 19 and 20. If the restrainer to be removed is the Holy Spirit indwelling the church, how would that be accomplished? Keep in mind, the permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit is only something that happens in the New Covenant. See also Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27 and again Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Rightly could David say, take not your Holy Spirit from me when he committed adultery with Bathsheba in Psalm 51 verse 11. The Spirit's ministry in the Old Covenant was very seldom and very temporary. But how is he removed? I would say it's by the church being caught up to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 through chapter 5 verse 11 is the most detailed about this event. Jesus alluded to it in John chapter 14 verses 1 through 3, and Paul also talked about it more in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 51 through 54. It is also alluded to in Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 after Jesus finishes addressing the churches. There is a vacuum of sorts whereby Antichrist is then allowed to be revealed after the restrainer is removed and do all he's prophesied to do. So, given that is the case, can we know who the Antichrist is? No. We can only guess. Even in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, the Apostle John stated, Many Antichrists have come. 
It is theorized, since only the Father knows when Jesus will return, see also Matthew chapter 24, verse 44, for his church and start the 70th week of Daniel, Satan always has a man waiting in the wings ready to rise. Hence, many antichrists have come. So, is Donald Trump the antichrist? Maybe. Maybe not. He is very arrogant, says he doesn't need salvation, and he has called himself the quote-unquote chosen one. So again, maybe, maybe not. I will have to admit when the Abraham Accords were announced and that Jared Kushner had brokered them, my eyebrow went up. The one who confirms the covenant is said to be the prince who is to come and would descend from the quote-unquote people who destroyed the city in Daniel chapter 9 verse 26. The whole prophecy was aimed at the Jewish people and Jerusalem. The people who destroyed Jerusalem in 70 AD was the Romans. The Roman Empire stretched from modern-day Portugal all the way to modern-day Turkey into northern Africa. It is said that Kushner is Ashkenazi Jewish. These Jews went to settle in what is now modern-day France and Spain after the Jewish dispersion in 70 AD, which would fit the profile. However, as I've already said, we ultimately don't know. But we know the rapture of the church can happen at any time, as already stated, and will usher in the absolute worst time in human history. We're talking about people tortured by demons for five months and also burned alive by the sun. And that is not something you want to live through. How you can escape that kind of fate, I'll detail in the next segment coming up. At this point in the podcast, I want to reach out to you. And if you have never done so, if you have never entered into a saving relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to do that today. All you need to do is believe. Believe that Jesus is who he said he was. He was God in the flesh. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Confess him as Lord. And the Bible says that you will be saved if you do that. If you truly believe in your heart that he is who he said he was and that he did exactly what he said he would do for you, you will be saved. It is simply that easy. A lot of people say prayer, prayer. And that's great to confess and put your mind and heart and everything through a process, if you will to embody what has already taken place in your heart by simply praying, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And now I confess you as Lord. Please take control of my life and I wanna follow you for the rest of my days. In Jesus name I pray, amen. That's all you need to do and your life will change. Your life will change not so much materially, not so much in terms of the world, but your life will change in your standing before God in that you may know that you can have eternal life. The Apostle John wrote that when he was pinning 1 John. He said, I write these things to you that you may know that you have eternal life. Not that you can hope, not that you can wonder, but so that you can know. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. <laughs>